listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to Nastarja Lane on the Fresh Take Network. Welcome to Nostalgia Lane, Joshua Adam Marbethnot with the Towns of Sexy Dangerous Devonair. It's Devin Seal. You have anything clever for me? I got nothing clever. Well, I, I do have some good news, at least. Good news, everyone. <laughs> okay, what is it, Farnsworth? Uh, just because, you know, Rundown is a hybrid of this right now, technically. Writer yep. strike is over, uh, and then SAG announced their meeting on October second. So that's on next Monday as we're recording this, the coming up Monday. Uh, so all this stuff could be behind us, and we can start looking forward to our favorite shows again. Yeah, according to the town with Matthew Bellany, they were anticipating a comeback date after American Thanksgiving. Yeah, if it all goes well, um, obviously a lot of those things that are pushed back are still pushed back because they have to do like overdubs fast tracked right so you're hearing like a lot of disney and netflix and hbo like hbo is like fat like no new shows are what they're worried about like get last of us done get euphoria done get white lotus done and um netflix is like get stranger things done get wednesday done pretty much i mean next year is going to be interesting in terms of the most anticipated list is going to be the most <laughs> bonkers, weird. It's going to be chaotic. It, it's, I don't even know. I, I am debating if we do a, do a most anticipated list next year. Right. Because I it's one of my favorite pods to do, but I'm just like, <laughs> I don't I don't know if, it, if things will be there. The only thing I know for sure is that House of the Dragon's happening. Right. Well, are uh, they what? Like, what's their what's their filming schedule for that? Even, anyways, it's like, done. It's done. They wrapped up. Season today. two is done because mm-hmm. they were allowed to do some stuff because um, they're BAFTA. Uh, so I think okay. they get different rules or whatever. So they wrapped up today. So that's why, like, it's the only one I know for sure. Gotcha. Will be done. It sounds like Deadpool and some other movies are getting fast tracked and they're going to try to get done in time. Right. Uh, but as we saw from the last writer strike. Some things didn't come out as well as we wanted them to. Here's looking at you, James Bond. Yeah, and many other things. But let's talk about things that are coming out well. Ahsoka keeps on trucking along, and it's been pretty, pretty good. You know what? Against like all my better intentions, I suppose, it's it's very very hard to hate on the show right now the way that's currently constructed um we can discuss and we actually have discussed the pros and cons of this show especially in the beginning few episodes uh but basically it's firing at all cylinders like i'm 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 invested it's and i feel like now like every star wars pod i listen to or stuff I see on TikTok, it's the same conversations. Like, like, and like, I, and I will preface this: when I went to Disney World this summer, 
there is a giant audience that is in love with the sequels and there's kids that are growing up with it and that is their Star Wars and I'm so Great. glad they got to have that. Um, but fuck. I wish the they're wrong. They're wrong. But this leading to the seek this leading to what would be a sequels would be so cool. If it, it dampens the, it like a oh. li- like a uh, just dampens it. I don't know put a percentage. Like even and I look. I'm a fucking easy mark. We know this. I am. A, <laughs> it's not hard to hit no. the member berries on me in Star Wars or Marvel. I am an easy mark. So yeah. when I saw three PO, I'm like. Let's go! You know what it was? It was like the most, it was like, it wasn't gratuitous. It was a little, it was like a little clumsy. But at the end of the day, like, it didn't overstay its welcome. It proved a small point that they're out there, that they're doing their own thing, and that the world is alive and well. Yeah. That's well, all it did. That's all. And it was like, it was like a five minute scene. And guess what? Anthony Daniels sounded great. He looked great. Assuming, assuming it's him in the suit, probably isn't. But assuming it is, probably isn't. looked great. Sounded great. Don't care. That was awesome. Friggin' Chopper had a moment too, where he's ready to like fight a bitch. <laughs> As always, psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it was like these last few episodes, we've seen clear influence. Like we've seen clear contemporary influences on the creators of this show. And that's what makes it so great. Uh, I saw this great tweet or like kind of a small post about inspirations. And George Lucas took like three things that inspired him. And it was like World War II uh, air battles, samurai movies, and then like Dune. friggin' and Dune. And Dune. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. And like that was that was his interpretation of Star Wars were those kinds of things. And Filoni's interpretation of what he grew up with are slightly different, but he's finding ways to make his impact very, very meaningful. Yeah. And- right? He did he wasn't really he wasn't as affected by World War II films as Lucas was because of the time frame. So for Filoni, it's a little bit it, it is like a little bit more Vietnam-esque or Korea-esque. Like it is a little bit more dingier and dirtier and grungier because that's the those are the battles that Filoni's childhood fought. And here's a here's an interesting point too, Dev, because this was brought up by the Ringerverse. And so it had been proposed this week that Leia will be in the Thrawn movie. Um potentially played by Billy uh by Billy uh Well, Lowe. they all should be. They just recast them. But it's so there you go. So it's Van Lathan said this best. He's like, look, I know we have our attachments to Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, but like, I'm that's good. great. But these characters still exist in this yeah. world. And to <laughs> ignore them is stupid. To ignore them is stupid because they are such an influential part yes. of what is going on. And obviously, I mean, and look, I. I, I could be wrong in here, and if I am, people send me emails, let me know, but as far as I know, for canon, how much canon do we know of what, everything that happened with Ben and everything before Force Awakens? Like, has there a lot of canon on that? No, there's like, there might be some comic tie-ins. So, like, this is Filoni kind of working in a blank space right now. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, you mean, you mean, you mean, you mean after... After uh, like the Battle of Jakku and before Force Awakens, yeah, I think we're literally writing the book as these shows go on. 
Okay, There's so nothing. like you can kind of make whatever you want happen. I mean, from from flashbacks and Rise of Skywalker, we know that Leia was getting tr- trained by yes. Luke, and then she quit because she was pregnant. So I would assume maybe that's around now. Like maybe um, she's getting close to having Ben right now. We're getting we're getting pretty close because we're f- like it's like five years after empire or sorry not empire yeah. five years after after jedi, jedi yeah. uh which is 30 years after or between so jedi and them are 30 years difference or something like that so assuming assuming kylo ren is 25 years old like he's either been born and he's like a, a small child or he's he is about to be born we're getting yeah. very close because i have to it, it in the movie I'm going to have to assume that the core, the 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 core of three originals, will play some factor in it. Because now you've and you've done it. You've set the template that Leah Organa is in this, and she has a relationship with Hera. So now to ignore that, you you can't really do. I mean, it, and again, that's something now in my mind that does kind of hurt the sequels because if Leah and Hera had such a great relationship she would be around more in the right. sequels and obviously she's in the battle and rise of skywalker i know we we see the ship and everything like that but obviously maybe there'd be more of a connection there but whatever i can kind of forgive that and they did a job too of feloni continuing to work in the realms he's allowed to you heard sabine talk to ezra and kind of catch him up and everything and then and ezra being like so palpatine is dead and she's like that's what they say just to kind of like leave the question mark on top of everything. Somehow he will return. I wish I knew how he would re- would have returned. Like I just have no idea. But Anyways, it doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. On, on top of it, so yeah, they have to somewhat exist, and it gets you so excited with it. Uh, and there's a lot of base I want to talk to. I will stay with this before we kind of talk about the deeper roots of the show. I do believe. Episode eight will leave us with our heroes stranded. I I firmly believe our heroes will be stranded. I believe okay. maybe a Balin sacrifice, maybe, uh, potentially, or something with Shin and him, and Shin turning on him to the to the to the right side. Do you think her turning is going to be is like that? Is it's that predictable and that easy? Like, do you think we need, don't you think we need to work work on it a little bit just as like maybe? An I mean, there's also the side too. Like, I was thinking this, like, so if Palpatine, well, we do know Palpatine is still lurking in the shadows and being a puppet with all this stuff right now, right? And probably somewhere either behind he's the either he's council. alive or his spirit is alive or yeah, like the count the guy from the the council that guy has to be part of the shadow council because he was just way too much of a dick. Like that guy has to be part of the shadow council. I was thinking, but anyways, I, that's I a depressed. really good question. I I was thinking, I'm like, so if Palpatine is around, right, and obviously you know is some kind of form of Snoke or developed Snoke or whatever, there has to be some kind of Sith presence in the universe at this point. We have all these Jedi's walking around, right? We have Ahsoka, we have Sabine and Ezra all together on this one planet. There's a bunch of others that we potentially don't know about. For all we know, Omega is out there. We don't know if she, what she is, if she's like a Boba Fett's clone or she 
is a Jedi user because sure. who oh, okay. fucking knows. Cal Caskis could be out there, and again, lots of others. So my point is, we know there's all these other Jedi potentially out there. We have three on a fucking planet in their own right. There has to be a Sith present out there. So I'm wondering, is Shin going to be that Sith presence, or is she? Is there something else for a Sith presence out there that we're not aware of just yet? So I'll push back a little bit. Okay. About the rule of two. That's what I'm wondering. So, someone. So the rule of two was kind did of someone. Did someone die for Snoke to get Ben? Um. So, one of the things that the sequel trilogies do not make clear is, and I, from what I understand about the limited lore of the new trilogy, I don't think. Kylo Ren is technically a Sith. Okay, so he's not. And I don't so think Snoke isn't his master. And I don't think Snoke is even technically a Sith. Okay, um, that's that. That's being like very, very technical. Are they like? So they're dark kind side? of shades of gray, like what Balin is. No, they're not shades of gray. It's just like the idea of the Sith, um, which after the like when the Jedi basically came back to power and they led into they led into the era of the high republic which was the 25,000 years of peace and now we're, that the we're galaxy new. um in order for the sith to survive they had to drastically dwindle their numbers and they worked in the shadows a lot more previously they were right. like an, they were a whole empire right that's what and i'm thinking so, there's got to be some in the shadows but when you think about the when you think about the actual definition of the sith it ends with vader and Sidious mm -hmm. so even like uh, unless Sidious had other apprentices and of course we know that his um his end plan was to actually turn Luke to the dark side and have him kill Vader um there's no oh, one in that spoilers in Fallen Survivor there is Sith oh and, sure but and as far as I know that is canon question mark I'm just saying the rule of two is very, very clear. Yes. But, Palp but Palpatine follows it and doesn't follow it when the mood suits him. So he kind of breaks the rules whenever he wants. Therefore, like, does Palpatine have other Sith Lord apprentices? The question is, I don't know. The que but it's also like, is it likely? Probably not because I've there'd be some other indication. Like, mm -hmm. and there's no way that the there's there's no way uh, after Palpatine's death and Vader's death that the Imperial remnants would not have rallied around this other Sith Lord, right? And I actually mean like someone who has a who has the title of Darth, even mm -hmm. so, like you know, if we're going to like, even like Gideon is like the figure kind of, but he's do not we even know Sith. he's a do we even know he's a Force user? Like that's he's kind not. of another he's question. Not. He just. They said, like, to the, on the on the council, he was just an evil dictator, more or less. He was a warlord. Um, warlord, thank you. That's the word. So, you know, another another kind of thing that would kind of prove my point, I suppose, is someone like Asaz Ventress mm. is very like she might be a dark, she might be an acolyte, she might be someone who studies the the dark side of the force, but she is not considered a Sith. No. So, and if she, her, and Grievous are basically like the two that we knew the best throughout the Clone Wars, uh, we knew that Dooku was a Sith because he had the title Darth Tyrannus. Mm -hmm. uh, so to have other Sith, I think is 
we're we we know that they we know that sith um there was like sith uh cultists on exegol right because that's when like palpatine got resurrected but like how that happens we have no idea yeah because he says i am all the sith and then ray says i'm all the jedi yeah like i don't think there's any other sith floating around because that would be like because imagine being uh Disney at this point in time being like, oh yeah, guess what? We're going to introduce a new Sith character who was around the whole time of Empire who didn't really, unless they were like so supremely confident, they just didn't care if Palpatine lived or died. Mm. I don't see it being very, very realistic. I guess you could kind of go with the idea as well with Rise of Skywalker that what Palpatine was trying to do what an Exegol was resurrect the Sith via Ray, and that was his entire plan. You know, it's not really. I, I mean, I've only seen it twice, so I'm actually like not the person to ask. I was always under the impression that he was trying to like steal her like life force or something like that. It, I, he was trying to it's like rejuvenate himself. It was confusing because at one point he wanted her to jump by her side, and yeah. then it also steal. He was like, "No, it. just kidding! I hate you! Like I'm gonna start zapping you." We're with- trying our best to canonize it in the in, in a positive <laughs> way, and it's it's not doing anything. Guess what? Stuff. Guess what? Filoni and Favreau are doing the exact same thing right now. We're trying. We're trying, guys. Like we're trying. But Appetite didn't help us. I would die for Mara Jade. That, that's probably what Filoni's like. Why can't I have Mara Jade? Well, we don't know. We don't know that. I guess we could. I guess we could still. We very, very well could. Or it's the kind of thing. So this, these are the kinds of like these are the kinds of more realistic openings that we have now. Um, so, for example, Mara Jade, and I guess I don't know who his son's name is going to be now because fucking Ben Skywalker is already an established character. But fuck me sometimes. Um, Wouldn't he tell Ray that he has a son? Well, this is okay. So, hear me out. This is exactly okay. the kind of thing where, like, let's say him, Mara, and Ben, the old, the original. We ben, will talk so. about Ahsoka, I swear, but this is just a fun rabbit Whatever. hole for me lately. Whatever we want to call Luke's kid. Okay. They all live together. Kylo Ren starts striking down and destroying the Jedi Temple. She takes the kid and runs. And she, because she's a Jedi, she's actually a Dark Force user. She's not even a Sith when Luke met her. She's actually trying to kill him, funny enough. Ha ha. Um, she takes her son and then trains him somewhere like else in the galaxy, far away from everything. So you could theoretically, as a storytelling device, introduce those two much, much later. Um, because if Ray didn't turn out, or I guess in this case, if Ben, ben Solo didn't turn out, there is always one more, which would have been Luke's kid, mm. which would be kind of fun. I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, in reality, uh, the way that it goes is that Mara is actually killed by a family member. It's pretty crazy. Um, she could be technically point- killed by the Knights of Ren, but I guess you again, you would bring that up that hey, the Knights of Ren also kind of killed my wife. And that's exactly the hard part of the of the sequel trilogy is now you're working backwards is because sorry Dev, if you said like the Knights of Ren killed my wife and I knew you were a part of it and that's why you attacked your nephew, that makes some sense. That makes so much sense, right? But why doesn't anyone ever why doesn't anyone ever like mention 
Luke's kid or Luke's wife or like any or like Ahsoka. Well, it's because they like don't really think that far ahead. That's mm-hmm. the that's the writer's dilemma. Well, because also Filoni, like Freddie Prince has said a thousand times, Freddie was uh, uh, Filoni was the Padawan learning under the tree of of Lucas. So he understands the whole side of everything. He's re- he knows the cat. Like Freddie, Freddie joked a while ago. He thinks he knows Star Wars better than George does now, in many ways. At least for all the canon and everything, because I'm yeah. sure George hasn't read all the canon and know all the large canon the way that Filoni does. So yeah, that's basically exactly you're exactly. Apatow is just like, hey, this planet would be cool, and we'll make this thing up. That'll be fun. Apatow. Apatow, like that's probably him and Rain Johnson were probably just like, yeah, like this. Oh, Abrams, this- Abrams, Abrams, Abrams. Thank you. Sorry, an Apatow Star Wars would have been very interesting. Um, uh, Abrams, though, probably was like, yeah, let's just go to this planet. And Rain Johnson, like, yeah, a gambling planet, and we could have the royal family maybe in it. That'd be kind of interesting. But instead of like setting up the the template of going, because again, I do find every single week we talk about the links you could have to stuff, having Mara Jane and having uh kylo join the knights of ren and then kill her yeah that makes that way would more be sense. a reason why luke tried to strike down his neck and luke would still be under the possession of even though he killed someone i loved i still should have not i've turned to the dark side the hard part is my the, nephew the hard part is is like how are you gonna kill it like because the scene is so specific right we see him standing over him Yes, you're you're telling me you're telling me Ben Skywalker just killed his auntie, and then went to sleep very peacefully in his little grass hut. Well, you can even just say he helped. Right. The, he let like, the Knights of Ren led the Knights of Ren to do it, and then whatever. I suppose, yeah, whatever. I suppose it's just kind of one of those things where like they frame that shot so specifically to make it look like there's like hate flowing through him or fear throwing flowing through Ben. Um, if say, there that's was my like, least favorite thing in Star Wars is that that moment. Really? That's maybe my one of my least favorite things from the sequel is that moment. I think the fact his name's fucking Ben's my least favorite. <laughs> that too. <laughs> like that too. But hey, guess what? Um, ben Kenobi rescued her under a trench coat, and she never mm-hmm. forgot it. That's why one her, ticket, please. That's why her kid's name is now Ben. And why is his uh, last name Solo? Because he's the last of his people. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I the, the, I can't help it, and like I think everybody else can't help but try to like connect it to the the, the sequel or try as well. Because uh, there's just so many connective tissues, but it's like there's so many big characters like Mando and Grogu and Ahsoka and Ezra. And, um, <clears throat> well, we wanted to connect. We wanted to connect because guess what? We have six. I'm actually going to include Rogue One here. We have seven goddamn movies that fit perfectly together. Han is kind of like the solo story is like kind of take it or leave it, and I'm not going to judge. We left Crimson Dawn on a question mark. That could be fucking cool. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like overly be critical of Han Solo because I I kind of considered it like its own outside this. You know, it's not Rogue One that fits in so perfectly. Um, Yeah, yeah. Every everything is supposed to fit because that's we have seven movies that do perfectly fit. Yeah, and that's, that's why, why this feels. That's why we're like, working so hard at it, and that's why it sucks. Yeah, like if this was the start of something, like the first, like the first oh chapter, it would be amazing. Like, and you left, and then if it, it's like the first chapter leaves with them stranded, and you know Thrawn and everyone get away, 
imagine that year if it's the movie right and imagine yeah. that year of everyone like shit they're stuck and how's he gonna get it and then how they, do they like show off? the first trailer and they show han and, and and luke and you're like oh shit the ogs are coming back and they're gonna try to save them and they're gonna try to do this and these guys are like people would lose their shit two yeah. billion dollar box office coming at you oh could you could you imagine like the ahsoka luke han leia mando crossover Bro. scene like that's Brogu, yeah. that's like that's like infinity war level like thanos snap shit right that's there. what i'm talking about that's People what just start screaming <laughs> and i think that's why right now talking to our, our a fellow uh member of F fdn andy I, I feel like this is what star wars has finally kind of done with ahsoka i feel every single She's week in. i've felt the momentum yeah. of that joy back for star wars like What's next? Because we did like whether people want to admit or not, we had that after Force Awakens. We had like, oh, what's what's this and what's this and what's this and who's Snoke and yeah. what's this and yeah. what's Ray's parents and does Finn have this? There was this excitement and these sure. questions that you had after Force Awakens, and for the first time since Force Awakens, I feel like those kind of questions are back the same way we have at Marvel. Andor was just quality television. There was, yes. it was just perfectly laid down television that didn't have Jedi and told a great story without Skywalkers and Jedi. This is the kind of questions that you would ask priorly with Star Wars projects when you walked out of Clone Wars and you said, oh shit, so what's going to happen next? And how is Luke going to turn? How is Anakin going to turn and all that? Yeah, We're yeah, yeah. kind of at that point right now with what Ahsoka's led up to. And that's why I said to you, like, I, with all respect to Andor, which is fantastic. This is the most for me, and we'll be, again, breaking down more stuff of the episode here, but this is the most excited for me I have been with live-action Star Wars since we walked out of Rogue One. Was After this episode, I'm just like, I'm just more invested in it than I have been probably since walking out of Rogue One. There, Well, it's, it's finally starting to ask big questions that we are going to get actual answers to that hopefully will not revolve around Fortnite tie-ins mm -hmm. or some weird book version of some story between movies. Like the extracurricular work that we should be doing as fan. Okay, now I'm going to consider us. We are not ten out of a ten fans. Like we don't have tattoos and stuff like that. No. We're probably I consider myself to be probably like an eight point five fan. And I'd probably be about a 7.8. Yeah, you're probably close to an 8, 7, 7.5, somewhere in there. I get that. Because yeah. um, you have more deep lore in that. And I only thing I really have I just, in you is Rebels, Rebels and, and Jedi Survivor. Yeah, I think I'm caught up on Rebels now. <laughs> I think I'm I think, I think you're good. It. I think you're good. <laughs> um, now, where was I going with this? Hold on. Uh, no, but... The amount of extra attention required, even to be a casual fan right now, is too much. Yes. Um, which goes back to our planning that we kind of talked about last week that we you've touched on a little bit already, was if these four TV shows, because it'd be Boba, Mando, Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew. Yes. If that led to the new trilogy... Suddenly you're 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 asking quite a bit, but you're not asking a 
a lot, especially if there's large gaps, right? In terms of especially TV since you got to share a password now. Oh, can't fuck share me. a password. <laughs> yeah, you know what's going to start happening is I'm going to start being a smuggler myself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but if they had redone this, and you're saying, okay, I have to watch like even four or five episodes of TV before I can watch the movie. It's not un. It's not necessarily impossible. I thought Rebels was a big ass, but I think once you kind of get through the handful of episodes, like because I think eventually everybody that was invested in this, like, you know what, I'm just gonna do the YouTube video Rebels in ten. You know, I'm just gonna do it, and yeah. you get you get like yeah, there's gonna be small perks and valleys that you're gonna miss. And stuff, there's also peaks and valleys you're going to miss as well. You don't have to go over the Kendrick Perkins of it all. Um, but you look, I, I watch Rebels and I still forget some shit that happened. But I think, you know, for you, Devin, you're like Ezra, Trap, Thrawn, cool, Kanan, dead. Yeah, uh, he, like, Hera, he sacrificed Hera, himself. Hera pilot, Ahsoka, Jedi, Sabine kind of Jedi, caught up, and then Zeb somewhere. I don't know where Zeb is. Poor Zeb. Well, they said he was training new recruits. So, I mean, but to be, I mean, here, here you go. Um, he was a Mando. Depending on how old someone like Poe Dameron is at this point in time, mm-hmm. maybe Poe Dameron is his, like, you know, not his apprentice, of course, but like, Maybe Zeb was his flight instructor. Like little shit like that. Why'd you get me so excited? Well, all we know is that Poe was born on Yavin 4. Zari was there too, right? Carrie Russell's like Zari character name? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. All I know is she has like a friggin' helmet with just like Daft Punk and they used to be together or something. I don't know. That was uh, was a clear toy try to. Yeah, it was just, it was like completely. Doesn't make any sense, but you there's know, the a connection. good thing is if they stick the landing for this, the Ray's show and that they're gonna do the Ray movie could be really, really good because <laughs> that's like the next time they can bring these characters in with Ray and everything. But I, it, it kind of goes back to like if certain it was Zori, boom, yeah, if certain characters aren't there for certain fights, like. Why do I care about like Ahsoka showing up to the Ray movie? If exactly, you know I'm I mean? just saying. Like, I'm just saying. By I the way, just it, looking at like, sequel characters, you could put in this. You could put Maz into this. Maz is. A I mean, that's an underutilized. That's an underutilized character as well. Like that should. Yeah. That's a, that's shameful for someone like Lupita Nyong'o to be in Star Wars, and she got like five lines, and all of them were about Chewbacca wanting to have sex with Chewbacca. I like that Wookie. <laughs> yeah like what and she was like 600 years old and she's a pirate queen like yeah. why doesn't she have a fleet to fight yeah, she Empire? better have some connection with hondo then i i mean if only they didn't put up a bunch of flags in her fortress then not explain any of them yeah anyway like oh my goodness okay so we're, we're just bashing the sequels again as usual we need to watch we just talk about this episode yeah things uh, happen well, okay, so just kind of taking it to the beginning, like I said, the whole council meeting with Hera, I thought was I loved again, I love the three PO side of things. That one dude on the council, I do think he's part of the Shadow Council. I'm pretty, pretty certain he's part of the Shadow. Because again, I, I think there is these 
kind of what we saw at the beginning of Ahsoka, what we saw in that weird scene with um, who was it in Mando? The bureaucrat that they talked to. I get, but anyways, there was that one episode of Mando where we said some of the stuff, and then there was the one doctor as well. That whole episode, oh, doctor. Yeah, so there is like they are giving hints of imperial stuff all over the place and laid yep. in specific areas, and I do think that's another guy that's laid down there. And whether Mon Mothma is sneaking it out or not, I'm not 100 percent sure. But obviously, she's going to side with whatever Leia does, and I think obviously Leia goes over all their heads. <laughs> Well, she talked about how she was like part of like the formal defense, like defense of what? Defense council, defense, uh, defense of like Hera. Um, yeah, it's this is this is this is the tough part now. Is so this is where the intro of the show I think really stumbles because we have this great thing where we go to Corellia. We find these ships stealing hyperdrive pieces. We go through the records and find all these things that they're making and stealing and from other star destroyers and stuff like that. And that wasn't enough evidence to talk about an Imperial plot. <laughs> like the right. fact that there's multiple physical visual sightings of this giant hyperspace ring that tried to shoot Ahsoka down is, and this guy's like, they actually don't even matter. Like, they just tried to kill a Jedi. The Republic is, is going to do nothing about this. Like, that's where I get, like, the whole Hera being, like, a... I'm not going to say she's a, she's not a badass, but making her seem as, like, some kind of, like, off-the-cuff, like, does whatever she wants, doesn't listen to anybody thing is, like, kind of total bullshit. Like... Yeah, Hera, Hera to me, is the one... I thought this was her best scene to date it was one of the better scenes she's had. Um, but she is kind of the square peg in the round hole part of this show. Like it's kind of when right. you talk about Hera, it's like, I think she's just kind of the base of like, Hey, here's everything back in this side of the world. She's kind of your sure. outlet to that when I'm just kind of like, yeah, but to Thrawn and Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka, cause that's the stuff I care about right now. I get that they're really trying to downplay Imperial involvement in the galaxy so that they can make the Republic complacent so that when the First Order strikes from the unknown regions, first of all, a place that they are as actually very poorly explored. Um, unknown. Yeah, right. It's just like this great big like shock that's like, oh no, like the Imperials are back. And it's like, are you kidding? There's been like, we've we've seen like, four or five different pieces of evidence that it actually very much is back but yet people are just saying like no it doesn't even like so even Carson Teva acknowledged the events on Mandalore with Moth Gideon which means they've been in contact with Din Djarin and Bo-Katan mm -hmm. and so they took their statements as witnesses where Din Djarin says, yeah, I saw clones of Moth Gideon floating in a tube. And they're just like, even if they don't get the evidence from like the hollow, the hollow sphere of like the shadow council, even the fact that Din Djarin or Bo-Katan was like, yeah, there's clones of fucking Moth Gideon out there. And they're just like, yeah, these, that's an isolated incident. Yeah. Like what? No, that's not true. Like, 
Leia just said, you know, that's like actually not a big deal. Like we don't need to worry about this. A whole planet got attacked by pirates also. And that's well, an isolated. That, in, yeah. No, but the other thing that like, that's the tough part too, is I think Navarro in Mandalorian is very, has talked very strongly about it being independent from the new Republic. Right. And oh, that's true. There, that's true. there's a lot of space pirate groups out there. There's a lot of great ones in Canon. So I think to have space pirates attack a non-Republic world and the Republic just kind of like not doing anything about it, that's fair. That's fine. Sure. Sure. But the whole like, yeah, we saw this guy with a mustache floating around in a tube. That must mean something. By the way, on Mandalore that we thought was done. Right. Yes. That has a fully functioning Imperial base on it. You do think that would catch our attention when it's like, what, what you, a Mandalore? Isn't that abandoned? Like a planet yeah. that is abandoned? <laughs> An entire planet that's just no. gone? No, no. Uh, it's just it's just a one-off. Like, it's only just one guy doing a thing. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, Yeah, that, that line stuck out to me. I'm like, uh, let's, let's pause a bit there, playa. Like, let's, let's calm down for a second here. Like, yeah, what are we talking like, about? And that's the kind of setup, like, and we, we've talked a lot about kind of, we, we've kind of should talked a lot about the, the sequel trilogy. Um, just to prove that we're equal opportunists, that is a problem with the Mando show and the Boba Fett shows is, is their, their perception of Imperials in that show. Yeah. Um, but so we get off of that planet. I love the uh, the dog fight. All the dog fights in this, have, I think, have been fantastic. The stuff with the 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 mines and the coming. Yeah, because in- guess what? It's based off of World War Two. Guess who liked World yeah. War Two? George freaking Lucas. There you go. Uh, and it just again shows how good of a tactician Thrawn is. I'm like, yes. Why was, was this cool. not done all the time when they know the enemy is coming in? This was absolutely brilliant by him. And man. Thrawn just cooked in this episode, just watching him strategize. Like there's two people I could literally just hear talk and it's Thrawn and it's Balin. And I can also just watch Balin just stew. I'm like, when he's not saying anything, he's, he's fucking just standing saying there. When so he much. Was, oh my God. It was also kind of funny though, where he was like, take one last lesson from me. And then he kind of like puffed his chest out and started staring off in the distance. And I was like, oh, this guy's dying. And then when he didn't die, I just kind of laughed out loud. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and and, well, and him and Thrawn, like they say so much without saying anything. And it's... Uh, do you want to oh, do you want to hear a really cool thing about space mines using one of the, of course one of the books? Of course. So in *Heir to the Empire*, uh, essentially what happens is he tricks all of Coruscant into thinking it's covered with mines that are cloaked. Oh. Because or, or is it mines that are cloaked or asteroids with like bombs on them? But basically, he steals a, a cloaking thing. He, he he steals a cloaking device, and he puts on one asteroid with like a bunch of mines on it, and then it crashes into one ship. And he was just like, "So if anyone tries to leave Coruscant, you're all gonna die." Wow. What Even answer. though it was kind of like it was only like one example or two examples of it they didn't have the technology right so it's kind of one of those like tricks that it was like oh this is this is really clever so the space mines kind of reminded me of that trick that he well uses. obviously feloni pulled that off and another thing feloni pulled off was i think it's a comic with the anakin stuff with him or is there a book with anakin stuff but there definitely is a comic with anakin stuff and thrawn yes it's a book because he knows uh, more or less figures out he's Vader, right? 
He's known uh, for a long time. He's he actually worked. He actually um, one of his first interactions in the galaxy was was in the Clone he, Wars. He worked together with Anakin, who was trying to find Padme in yeah. a, in a certain mission. And he deduces he doesn't deduce right away that he's Darth Vader because obviously that would be looking into the future. Um, but he ends up running into Vader again and figures it out right away. And yeah, and and Vader denies it over and over again. And I think that's when Palpatine realizes he would be a good ally. Yeah, more or less. That's that, that's the newer that's the newer Thrawn trilogy books. Yeah. So I think that more or less kind of became canon just from the look that he had with learning. No, he knows. Was. He definitely knows. He knows yeah. for sure. So that kind of just became canon with everything. I think I I I thought for a second when he said when he found out who it was and then he took the the dog the the the, the troopers off said get back off her because I think it was a fact of he's intrigued with Anakin and I think he wanted to integrate uh, Ahsoka a little bit more. So I was surprised when after they got the Night Sisters to figure out where they were targeted, that he did want to gun her down again. Well, I think it was more so, it's just, quite frankly, he doesn't underestimate Jedi. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Especially he sends those two. Especially when trained by Anakin. Well, that's exactly it. Like, that, and they wiped out, like, a good, you know, 10 or 15 stormtroopers right away. It was like, okay, like, we're we're going to like let them do their thing. And then we're going to, as, and as he said, like their loading process of all those treasures is almost complete. And once they decide to leave, they're stuck. So they're either getting on, they're either getting on the chimera or they're not. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they are, by the way, too, uh, another uh, Hayden uh, appearance as a hologram. Oh my freaking just start the episode off by just like ripping my eyeballs out of their sockets. Like, <laughs> He's so beautiful in that armor. And I love the fact that Hayden is kind of Hayden's kind of doing like his best Matt Lantern impression as well a little bit too. Like mm -hmm. it was like it's like, like that was definitely emotionally manipulative. But I still loved it. Like I'm happy that Matt got to be in that episode of Mando, but I wish he would get to do more. Mm. Uh I did I did uh, I didn't bring this up the other day, but the one thing with Ahsoka, you know, we I, I was I was saying how wooden she was at first, right? And now we're kind of seeing where her emotions are, and I don't think it hit for a lot of people because of Clone Wars being animated until the Anakin episode. Right. She literally was a child in war, but I don't think a lot of us can process that as much because it's an animated show, right? So sure. when they show the flashback of her being the younger uh, Ahsoka, then you're like, oh yeah, this was a child. But you don't ever really process it the same way because it's animated. Oh yeah, she's like 12 years old and she's basically being forced to kill people. Like Yeah, because you like hear like, oh, she's 12 or 14. But you're like, oh yeah, whatever. But when you it you had to visually see her as a child in war, I'm like, yeah, that'll mess you up. Especially since you're, you know, your uh, your master, like your best friend at some time, more or less you could say too, the person you trust the most, more or less turns into Hitler. Uh that's that's definitely a take. I I'm just kidding. You're you're that's yeah, that's it's well, it's let's just say the most evil person in the universe. 
second most, but definitely. Um, yes. Vader goes through a lot. Vader has like actually very complex feelings. We just don't get to see a lot of them in the movies because he's only. Yeah, there's a lot of so. times he 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 still moans and lures for Padme still and basically it's guilt thoughts. basically he's not even he's he's angry at himself more than he's angry at anybody else and he's angry that he lost padman he's angry that he actually turned to the dark side is which is what fuels his hate to be even more dark and more powerful so um you know what's interesting too dev is the power that anakin was looking for and why he joined sidious thrawn currently has that what the dark magic the, the ability to bring people back from the dead well yeah the night sister magic um yeah because technically they could have brought padme back they could have given her a will to live <laughs> if anybody knew about this then at the time i mean maybe but i feel like with dark magic there's always like going to be like this kind of um the monkey paws going to curl right like maybe yeah he of course but he told me like... palpatine would have cared but i mean palpatine was never going to let him ever see Padme because he knew Padme was never going to be influenced to the dark side. Well, that's exactly, yeah, that's a really good point. Like she, whether or not she would have, even if she would have lived or was resurrected, there's no way that Sidious would ever let Vader um, ever come into contact with her. And if he did, he would have convinced her that Obi-Wan slept with her and betrayed him. And he would make sure that she, that he slayed her down or something. Well, exactly right. He's so easy manip- He's so easily manipulated. Once he starts falling down that path to the dark side, that it really didn't take a whole lot. It basically played on. It played on his trauma as a child and his trauma as a young adult watching his mother die. That like mm-hmm. it was just such an easy thing to do for Palpatine. And plus, we all plus we do know that Palpatine had um, force persuasion, so it wasn't that actually that difficult for him. Yeah, um, just the long game. But uh, to go back to the episode, the uh, the thing that really stands out to me, so you brought up Rosario Dawson's acting, and I think it's actually much improved. And I don't know if this is like on purpose, if it like, so obviously we know that she's acting differently because Ahsoka's a different person now. Yeah, she's also not, then that's again, she's not a child anymore. She's an adult. Well, but also, like, I mean, even from the first couple episodes of the show, where everyone yeah. thought that her acting was wooden. So, like, yes, is she, like, did she find was she more comfortable uh, as as an actor in the character the longer that she's yeah, going she on? Must have and found herself a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's partly true because, like, even watching those first couple episodes, it's like, whoa, like, this is not really that impressive at all. Um, Balin's Balin's just doing Balin things. I actually looked on Disney the, the Disney profile to see if there was a, a headshot of him to put as my avatar, uh, but there isn't, so that's sad. Um, so him him kind of talking to to Hattie though, like that was very much a man who understood his destiny, and I'm wondering why he felt that way. Um, or is this the kind of thing do you think he can be persuaded to rejoin the light do you think he'll Balin. sacrifice do you think he'll sacrifice himself to try to stop Thrawn Balin yeah yes because uh, when he meets once saying, he meets Ahsoka like I don't think he hates Ahsoka he, he said hate you can't defeat so I was going to ask you this he said you cannot defeat me and Ahsoka's like I know it was that Ahsoka 
knowing because she is stalling for time or is because she knows where he is in the force first i want to know what that what you took from that line oh man i think a little bit of both but and the reason why i think that is because she talks to hu yang about doing the same maneuver that they did previously Mm -hmm. so she was stalling for time in order to draw attention away from Ezra and Sabine and blah, 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 blah. So like, we have to remember too, that not only is she like, she's a great tactician because she's, and, and Thrawn even mentions, mentions this because she's unpredictable. So her being unpredictable would be rushing straight into a fight with someone who's as strong, if not stronger than her. And I mean that probably in a physical sense, maybe not necessarily with the force. Um, but doing so in order to get something out of it that she wants is a great, great tactic, mm-hmm. great strategy. So um, I don't think he's stronger than her in the force. Well, because he had this moment when he paused and he wasn't saying anything. And I'm like, what is going through this guy's mind right now? Like, is he yeah. is he understanding that Thrawn is going to turn on him? And even Shin has that moment when she looks at them. and Thrawn and wouldn't so turn on him. Thrawn wouldn't turn on him. Uh, Thrawn would uphold well, all, all their... All, Thrawn would uphold any kind of agreement or whatever mm-hmm. that they had. He tasked them with kind of overseeing the whole thing and taking care of Ezra and Sabine, which theoretically, I mean, with how many times Sabine's got her ass kicked, should be relatively easy. But they weren't like they weren't predicting when or how Ahsoka was ever going to be there. It's interesting you mentioned the Sabine thing. I find Sabine right now when she uses her Mandalorian side of fighting style, she wins her fights. Sure. When she fights as a Jedi, she loses. And this is the second time I've noticed this now? Yes. So that has to be done on purpose. Uh, well, given the fact they spent so much time with her like doing training montages and shit, that's entirely... I think you're exactly right with that. Um, I actually find her the least interesting character in this show. Yeah, because Ezra, he got that force on him, boy. Well, he's Damn. got that charisma. Look at those eyeballs. He Holy is a shit. handsome he's looking a, oh man. My. Well, not only that, too, he did obviously the he did the coolest thing ever, which was the force block of the lightsaber, which we've seen Bader do now, was like, oh. Uh-huh. Well, he just said, like, I don't need any weapons. Like, oh, so you're you're like that then. Okay, Ezra. That was that was some you know what that reminded me of? That is Star Killer force unleash stuff right there that's what i was thinking too especially with the force push that he had oh that was really cool now one of the catch 22s of that of this of this episode was when they had hattie pinned down and the stormtroopers were running away and then he tried to like run at her for some reason and she just like she force pushed him like that was super lame like they yeah. should have I don't know what they should have done, but that was really like unconvincing for me. Yeah. Um, when he gets to, and the, by the way, too, like I at one point too, because that is his lightsaber that uh, Sabine has. That's Ezra's sure. lightsaber. Um, I wonder if he will get his own lightsaber back, or Sabine will get her own, or if he just like I don't need a lightsaber. Uh, why not Kanan's? And maybe Kanan's, yeah. And I can't, I cannot remember where Kanan's is. 
but and that's okay so that you bring up a good point in her training dojo where she put the uh the chip which had anakin's uh hologram on it was a whole bunch of like training droids and weapons and stuff like that would that not be the kind of place where she's been collecting lightsabers could be like in reality right that seems pretty realistic to me yeah could be um the tortoises, the turtles, whatever you want to say, just the best. Oh, the crabs? They're great. Crabs. They're, they're hilarious. I like how friggin' Ezra sometimes speaks English to them and sometimes doesn't. Like, yeah. I don't really get it, but like, fuck it. Who cares? I bet you Catherine Kennedy is mad that they don't have those ready for Christmas. I don't know. The little, like The little houses. You could sell the little houses and everything. Oh, for like, the you know, time Star Wars collectors. Those friggin', like, the fact that they have, like, little, like, they're like little caravans is like so yeah. like studio ghibli to me mm-hmm. in like the cutest way possible those seem like those seem like any kind of sprites or magical creatures in any kind of ghibli movie that was like some jim henson stuff to me too i'm if this was a movie anytime that they're driving their vehicle would have been a muppet yeah but they were it's just easier to do cgi at this point for the show it's, also, it's, the CGI, the CGI of Ahsoka jumping out of the ship was really bad. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. But it was like one scene. I was just, I just was taken out of it when she did that. But whatever. I, I think I'm at the point now where we have way more good than bad episodes in this now. We have like yes. one and a half meh, one bad, and four great. Uh, that I'm pretty hard pressed and almost dare I say it's going to be impossible for it not to stick the landing now. Um, assuming what you've told me is true or what your prediction is that skeleton crew will tie into this. It's going to piss off a lot of people, mm-hmm. but it's not the end of the world. I, I had, so, had some people like, Oh no, the bad batcher picked them off. And I'm like, Here's the problem. I think everyone from the Bad Patch is dying. Oh, easily. Except Absolutely. maybe Omega. Except maybe Omega. What about Omega's sister? Who is and working? She's just this... gonna be, I'm down a well and there's no hunter to save me. That was actually a really good accent. Uh you know what though? Uh the planet where they're on right now is a big part of the heir to the empire trilogy is it? maybe she's there. maybe she's there i remember that's the finale the final season of is uh for bad batch next year right yeah so they'll be wrapping that up next year Hunt yeah wayland wayland the the planet is a big big part of this so going forward um so she, if 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 Omega is going to be a part of the future plans of this show, that's where I think you would meet her. Yeah, and the good thing about that is those final animated episode seasons, there's no meat on the bone. There is no let's go to this side planet and do a pod race. No, we don't have those episodes. <laughs> I guess we do because we had the end, the sisters in Clone Wars. We had the two sister episodes, but that may have been. I mean, why was that introduced? It's hard to say. Like, I think we're a little too close to those episodes now. I know they came out a couple of years ago, but are they going to serve a greater purpose in terms of developing We've seen them the now character? in other stuff because we saw them in Bad Batch. 
yeah, I get that. Like they're trying to be more inclusive and they're trying to yeah. bring out different people and whatever. That's, that's awesome. It's more so like, how does this really serve Ahsoka? And that's kind of the big question, you know? So I think we're a little too close to Ahsoka to see if like, were they just really far along animating those episodes before they got like, and they were just like, yeah. screw it, let's just do it anyways. Or was it like, mm-hmm. are those characters going to serve a greater purpose at some point in time? I mean, if you really wanted to take a base on it, I think they were a greater purpose of her realizing that she did have a bigger, um, like a role in the universe, bigger role in the universe. And she needed to return to help out that side and that, and that impact that she had helping them with the crime syndicate that they were going against. Right. Made her return and then be against the Pikes made her return and fight along Rex and everything at the end there. And if she doesn't go there, she didn't help Rex get the chip out of his head. And if she doesn't help get Rex the chip out of his head, she doesn't give Fulcrum and Rebels isn't blah, what Rebels. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. That's, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. I don't mind that. Um, anything else that I we didn't hit on in this episode? Probably. Do I remember any of it? No, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, because we had, just to kind of go paint by numbers here. Uh, so we had the Anakin thing. We oh. had... Good dog fight. We had the dog fight. We Hera had, stuff. I'm going, yeah, we had the Hera stuff. We had C, uh, 3PO. Um, I need Bailing. more chopper, by the way. Not enough chopper. Give me more chopper. Well, it, it's hard because he swears every time he's on screen. So I know. He wanted uh, to fight that dude so hard. So bad. Um, <laughs> and I don't really do Funkos anymore. Uh, I'm very, very rare when I do get a, a Funko. I am is very close to a chopper. Chopper is very close for Funko. Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the, the the fight. Uh bye bye space whales. We hardly knew ye. Uh oh, hey Ian. Just he's the best. When he was in that fight, I, I care about him so much now. When he was in that, when the the Imperials were after him, or the stormtroopers were after him, I was like, please don't get shot down because I actually really enjoy you now. He's a really good pilot and mm-hmm. David Tennant's doing a great job with his voice. Like he's conveying, I know that he's a droid, but he's also conveying like, I don't know if it's sentience. Well, if, like they're, I mean, droids and stars are basically sentient, but like, I get, I get like strong suspicions that he had, he's, he has like very intense feelings and emotions. If you had, to and it's not just talk- his programming. If you had to do your top five droid power rankings, what would you make them? Um, God, there's like, it's weird because there's like, weirdly, there's a lot of droids, but not a lot of named droids. So like is number five Dio or BD? <laughs> I would say BD is up there for. I would probably. I mean, you do R is what R two one or C three PO one. Uh, I think the power rankings. If I worked for like a uh, like a pop culture publication, it would be it'd be R two. R two three PO. Who's number three? K two. K two or B or BB eight. Right. That's the other thing. Is like people want. Yeah. K two and then maybe Chopper even now. That's and then it's like D O B D, yeah. Those are kind of it, right? Like, 
Yeah, there's the the one that I mean, what was the oh, one in Layla in, uh, Solo Solo? Oh, um, Fleabag. Yeah, she was good. There's there's been a few good droids. I like the droid in Andor. Oh, the like the construction droid who sacrificed himself. Yeah, that was a pretty good one too. I just don't remember his name, so that's kind of yeah. important. Um, Hardly knew, yeah. There's there's been a few good droids. You know what? That's kind of one of the most consistent things Star Wars does is like it makes you care about droids. Really does. Yeah, I was watching. Um, I watched. I I had the decision that you and I always question, right? So. My nephew was ready to watch Star Wars. We didn't make it the whole way through because he got scared at a scene. And I'll tell you when he got scared. Um, but we had to decide. So what is what what is the one? So my dad and I always wonder this, right? Like if I ever ever have kids. Do you do machete what, order? Do you do... What do you do? So ultimately we decided New Hope. Yes, I think that's the right answer. We decided New Hope. And he was like, I am not scared of Darth Vader. And I have like uh, this big, this big effing thing. Uh, the, I think they're like squash mellows or whatever, the Vader. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I got like kind of as a gay gift. Um, so, uh, so he kind of had been playing with that all day. And so he wasn't, I don't think he was ever going to be scared of Vader, right? The scene, and he was doing pretty good and he was asking questions and, and uh, you know, my my nephew is is pretty intelligent for his age, and he dissects things in and asks a lot of questions and everything like that. Um, it was it was the in, kind of the integrity. I want to say I don't know if it's integration or not, but the conference room with the Imperials when Vader chokes the guy, yeah, for the first time. That's when he got scared. Mm, which I which was is... kind of happy. Yeah, because that... we were very close to Peru and Owen skeletons and i was gonna oh. cover his eyes i was gonna cover his eyes that one's that's an interesting scene that's even though you don't really see it happen to them but uh you kind of want to be a little bit afraid of darth vader right like mm-hmm. as a like not a, you don't have to have nightmares but like he said he be... wasn't scared as vader he was scared of the imperials he said the way the imperials were talking like, they are really evil he's like he is scary but they're really evil I'm like well, that's good that you recognize that. Oh, I mean, British accents, man, they'll do it to you. Yeah, I'm like, just don't go around your cousins, I guess. Uh, but yeah, because I was like, he was doing that. I'm like, oh shit, Baru and Owen is coming up. I'm like, I gotta get ready. And then like, even I think two before that, the Jawas are slaughtered. So he's like, what happened to them? Where are they? And I'm like, they got murked. Uh, they're sleeping. They're gone. Yeah, they're, they're gone. What happened then, to their yeah. giant car? Oh, it's and then it's, it's like too. It's like you know, uh, you know. We call them at this point. We call them sand people. The appropriate thing now is Tuscan Raiders, right? But they keep on. I keep on saying Tuscan Raider, and he they he keeps on hearing sand people. I'm like, I give up. Sure, sand people. It's whatever. It's okay. Um, and so yeah, it, it was a cool experience just to kind of see him process everything and he 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 called me the other day he's like i'm ready to go again so we'll kind of take it bit by bit but it was cool to kind of see that through the eyes the first time and i guess <sighs> the last bit of star wars news is devin it's an outrage they're taking our jizz away from us you know what phrasing is really 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 important and let me keep my jizz you know what every man should be entitled to keeping their own jizz yeah, jizz music, of course. 
that's what I thought you were talking about from the very beginning. Which I think, again, I don't think I've told this story in the pod. You know what I think I'm talking going to talk about. But I when I went to Galaxy's Edge this year and I went to the cantina and I was dancing to the music and I said that sweet, sweet jizz. And because I'm in the States, I have my, I turn my data on in there because there was some Wi-Fi in there that I could get. And I knew what I was doing. You know what I, I think I was like, there was like, Three my, people. How, how many ever followers I have on my Instagram, there is like three people that get it. My yeah. sister who's here with me, my dad, Devin, and maybe there's like two other people, but those are the only three I know for sure. That some know what randoms, I'm talking about. Randoms, yeah. And when I got back to the, the, the house, the amount of people that DM'd me that I some people I had not talked to for a year, and just I just see, oh Josh, no, oh Josh, no, Josh, what are you doing? Thinking I meant to say jazz and had to explain to all of them to the point of like, you know, after 50 DMs of this, I'm just gonna change it. <laughs> Cause I'm sick of explaining this. I mean, the if if only we could include like Wikipedia links on our Instagram I know. pages, like that would be yours. It's just jizz music. But it was it was it was and so it's now potentially becoming Jats music, I believe. That's that's lame. I like it's jizz. not as fun. That's because like it's the best. It's the best thing you can tell to a non Star Wars fan. Because I I told it to everybody. Can't <laughs> I'm like. How about the jizz? They're like, excuse me? Because it, it, when you go to the cantina too, unless you have like a super big group, right? You kind of have to share tables with people. So we right. happen to share the table with two different people and people are kind of communicative and stuff like that. And I had a few drinks in me at that point as well. Uh, so, you know, some you want to be a little more, some blue milks and some Ragnar blood. Um, and you want to you wanna talk a little bit more and stuff like that. And I mentioned a few times like, what? So... You definitely, uh, I definitely will miss out on that. Oh, Josh, making friends at Disney World. It's been a good Star Wars year for me, I got to say. Good. I'm really happy. Andor, was Andor, no, Andor was last year. Uh, Obi-Wan was this year. Obi-Wan was last year. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Obi-Wan Bad is, was, the, was it Bad Obi-Wan and Andor? Year. Yeah. Bad Batch was this year. Mando was this year, so Mando not so great, but Bad Batch was this year, which was good. Yeah. Mando, uh, uh, me getting to go to Galaxy's Edge, I'm counting. <laughs> and then okay. I'm happy for you. And then uh and then yeah, this is Soka right now. So it's not back yet because it's not prestige, but it's in a better place than it has been. Oh, and and Survivor, which I thought was was pretty good. Was Tales of the Jedi this year? Tales uh, Jedi Survivor, yeah. No, no, Tales of the Jedi. No, that was last year as well. That was last uh, October. Oh, and Visions was this year. Yeah, Visions was good. Visions was good. The French one, I still think, is my favorite one. There you go. That one. You're you're too. you are cultured after all. I am. So, uh, we will be back next week with. So it's going to be a little bit of interestingness that's not a word uh but we will have the finale of ahsoka next week with devin and i and then the week after we will return to doing the rundown again but 
Devin and his solo episodes of just really focusing on the show end. And then Andy will come in for just solo after episodes of Loki. Devin and I will still talk about Loki, but we won't talk about Loki till the next week. Gotcha. Thank you for letting me know. We're going to bring in, we go from the Star Wars lore master to the Marvel lore master. That's perfectly okay. I can only be one lore master. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, I will add, Loki now has the heavy lifting to do because I feel like Star Wars is in one of the better places. Like I said, I think it's been in a while and I think you could somewhat agree with me on that right now. I do. Uh, Marvel has some work to do to catch up on that because multiverses are, and I'll have a multiverse rant for you when we get off this pod quick, Um, but multiverses, I'm over them and Marvel is just in the middle of figuring out all of theirs and they're about to do a whole show about it. There you go. So uh, we will catch you up next week with the finale of Ahsoka. Thank you for watching the star Jelaine until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day. people. Thank you for listening to the fresh take network. May the force be with you. Thank you for listening to the fresh take network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.